todayradio at rte.ie. Um, just some news in in relation to the guard. The guard the investigation is now going on into that event in County Galway on the nineteenth of August, uh, twenty twenty. Uh, guard the statement says they're investigating the alleged breaches of the Health Act, nineteen forty seven, Section thirty one A, temporary restrictions, COVID nineteen number three regulations, twenty twenty, as amended. They say this is an active investigation, and on guard the Shiakana has no further comment. Well, I want to go to Mayo now and speak to Matt Farrell, who is chairman of Balana Fianna. Korla Cantor. Matt, thank you very much for joining me this morning. Um, I know that you have worked with three generations of the Cleary family, so I imagine you're in somewhat of a state of shock this morning. Yeah, good morning to you and good morning to your listeners. Um, yes, indeed, I am in big shock, as all the people of the Fianna Fáil organisations are locally and nationally, and not just uh, the Fianna Fáil people, people who know Dar- who knows Dara very well and who he has worked with. Um, in respect of what political party or affiliations they had, uh, are also very disappointed and understandably so. You spoke to him this morning. What did he say? Yes, I spoke to him this morning, and um, he was uh, he was apologising, of course, for his Ill, Ill judgment. And that um, the, the the question, of course, that I had to ask him was: Did he think that it was a res- resigning issue? Because a lot of people felt that it wasn't. Um, and therefore, I wanted to have a clear mind uh, because I have to meet the Fianna Fáil organisation as well, and we have to have discussions on this. But and I, I put that to Dara, and he said to me that he was a member of government who made the decisions, and uh, and he had to make the painful decision himself. Uh, the fact that he breached uh, the rules and regulations that he made as a member of government, and therefore, on the strength of that. Um, and uh, he had to resign. Mm. And I know you say there that there's a lot of people who felt that it wasn't a resigning issue. Um, I have to say none of those people are texting the show this morning. People out there are very angry, Matt, about what has happened. Who are the people that you're speaking to who think it wasn't a resigning matter? Well, there are people who felt that we didn't get proper representation in the West of Ireland uh, from a ministerial point of view. And I would have been one of the people who uh, put up an argument uh, for for the uh, fact that we should have a minister in the West of Ireland, and in particular that we should have Dara Kaleri because um, he has the ability to be a very good minister, and I have no doubt he would have been. But um, the honourable man he is, that he felt a respect of representation or other people or his ability, that um, he, on the strength of the decision he made, it was an ill-judged decision, and therefore he was putting up his hand and paying the price for it. And what now then for the people of Mayo? Because as you say, there was a lot of controversy and upset in the West um, when the cabinet appointments were initially announced because there wasn't representation at the cabinet committee or cabinet table um, by a full ministry uh, for the West. Dara is now gone. What next? Well, Dara is gone, but not forgotten. Let's put it this way. That Dara is a, a, a very... is uh, full of fight. There's no doubt about that. And he, he has the ability to, to, to be able to take decisions, uh, understand what the decision means to him and to his constituency. Uh, and uh, in, when I say constituency, I'm talking about the West of Ireland because he was representing the West of Ireland as a minister. Uh, now, I have no doubt that he will be still a front bench spokesperson. Uh, in the do you really? Oh, I do, yes. Uh, because um, he, he, want, he, he, he has dropped on... on well, the fact that he has dropped his position as a minister, 
that doesn't mean that he can continue as a politician. After all, he is a TD, sure. an elected TD. And um, whether he's in, 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 the, in, in opposition or in power, uh, Jarrah's voice will always be uh, recognised uh, for the stand he takes on issues. And that, um, he has proven that over the last number of years, being elected deputy leader of Fianna Fáil and um, then uh, being eventually elected. All right. um, but you accept, you accept, Matt, he got it wrong. He got this wrong. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Matt Farrell, thank you very much for joining us this morning, Chairman of the Ballina Fianna Fáil, Corla Cantor. Um, I'm joined on the line now by Johnny Fallon, a former member of Fianna Fáil's National Executive Advisor to the party and now PR Executive with Car Communications. Um, Johnny, what do you make of this? I mean, I I think a lot of people think at this point that Dara Cleary's resignation was inevitable, but what does it mean now for Fianna Fáil, for Micheál Martin? He's having a torrid time of it. It's been a really bad start uh, for the government, and, and that's uh, an understatement. I mean, it has. I, I think the problem for Fianna Fáil in particular here is that this was a party a couple of months ago that went into an election expecting to win 60 seats. As that election unfolded, it showed itself to be completely inflexible and unable to deal with a changing circumstance. It ended up with a shock result. It ended up in a government that is still a lot of the membership are dubious about, and now, as, as it has transpired over the couple of months, these should have been the easy months for this government. This is the summer break. This is normally when you get some decent opinion poll numbers when you're out of the news for a while before you head into the difficult winter term. And it's been an absolute disaster. And it does look like there is little or no control. There is very little handling uh, of situations. And, and it looked like um, a party that's struggling to actually come to terms with being in government. There also is the relationship with Fine Gael, who aren't covering themselves in glory either, I think, particularly in terms of, of government relationships, because they're kind of like the kid that's sniggering in the background of the pictures while being everybody's friend uh, to the camera. Then when, when the picture's there, they're the ones putting their fingers up uh, behind your head. Mm. And that's the way Micheál Martin must feel about it at the moment. But sure, I just, I'm going to go to some yeah. of the texts that we're getting in, Johnny, because the text line is hopping this morning and people really are so upset about this. Uh, one person says, Sarah, I'm a 71-year-old woman living on my own. In the last months, I've missed the christening of one grandchild and first communion and confirmation of two others important and special family events. I wasn't allowed to go into the church because of the guidelines which I respected and agreed with. I'm absolutely fuming with the people who attended this event and that comes from Lou Hegarty in Cork. Meanwhile, Cathy says, I'm almost crying. I'm terrified of COVID getting into our home. My husband has very serious underlying health conditions. I have a niece with heart issues. My friend has asthma. My mother's in her 80s. What about all those who have lost their lives to this desperate virus? We have obeyed the rules, says Cathy, without exception and we continue to obey the incoherent messaging that the government in their arrogance think is crystal clear. We're doing everything possible to keep ourselves safe. Do as I say, not as I do. This is really serious and it makes a complete joke of the political leadership of our country. What hope have we that younger people will be inspired with such weak leadership on display? That's just a, a sense, Johnny, of what we're getting in on the text line. People really are furious. I'm wondering, is Derek Cleary's resignation this morning going to be enough to keep Micheál Martin and this government safe? I don't think it is, uh, to be quite honest, because I think they, they are passing a Rubicon of public trust. And I think that trust was already hugely eroded by what has been catastrophically bad messaging. Um, and, and there's no getting around that. The messaging has been absolutely all over the place as regards COVID, as regards coming out of this, uh, the, the lockdowns. 
it has been really bad. It has not been able to, to gain any kind of public confidence. And to have a situation like this, what you're getting there is a sense of very justifiable anger of people who are confused and yet are trying to make the best of it. Then look at government who seem to be, and, and it's not just about Derek Cleary attending this event. This was an Oireachtas Golf Society event. These are arranged by somebody within Oireachtas or connections to the Oireachtas who thought this was okay to arrange. That is astounding in, in, in the current environment. And questions should be asked beyond just those who were attending, who, who absolutely should have not attended, and, and those resignations are justified. But in terms of who thought in the Oireachtas this was okay to, to arrange, and I think for Fianna Fáil and the government now, they have crossed the Rubicon where public trust has been lost on this issue. They do not have the voice to actually carry the public, and that's at a critical time when it was absolutely necessary, and that is going to be a major problem. There is a difficult budget coming up. There are further difficult decisions that are going to be made, and unless people actually feel they trust that leadership, it's very hard to see them getting on board with it. Fiona, would you agree with that? And if you do, where does that leave us? I think more immediate than that, the, the schools is the breaking point here. Uh, if the schools cannot return in the coming weeks, there will be a massive loss of confidence in, the, in this government's capability. You have a Minister for Health who's behaving like David Brent from the office, just, just doesn't seem to understand how normal people think at all. A Minister for Education who, who doesn't seem to have the confidence to be able to articulate what, what exactly is going on. And the Taoiseach very snippy constantly snippy about any criticism of them. So I heard Alan Dukes talking about communications. Well, what, what do they need? Do they need a unit in charge of communications that's strategic? Well, Michal Martin ruled that out uh, previously. And this incoherence that we are now seeing between the three individual government parties, Fianna Fáil, uh, Fine Gael and the, and the Green Party, constantly undermining each other, kind of sniping at each, at each other, is now feeding into public policy. Uh, so if They've got a very short time frame uh, to sort this out, or else, unfortunately, we are going to see the collapse of this government. Uh, I'm joined on the line now by SIP2's hospitality sector organiser Martin O'Rourke, who represents hotel workers, because, of course, hotel workers were in that hotel last night, or not last night, on Wednesday night, serving the 81 people in the one big room with the partition. Um, Martin, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Uh, what do you make of the controversy? Do you, it, it does look like the event breached the guidelines. Well, it's very clear to me that we wouldn't be having this conversation this morning except some senior politicians were acting in a hypocritical manner. And we're aware from reports from our memberships up and down the country that these types of events are going on and have been going on for a considerable period of time. And at the other events, I can't speak for this event because I haven't spoken to our staff in this hotel, our members in this hotel, but at this, uh, other events were where the same staff have served uh, the different groups. So it, it becomes farcical the fact that they're in two different rooms separated by a petition. So where does that leave hotel workers and how concerned then would you be about hotel workers' safety at events in general? Well, we're very concerned. You'll be aware that the hospitality task force was set up by the previous government. The, the employers were given a seat at the table. The government departments were given a seat at the table and workers' representatives were excluded. And we see this type of event and this culture that's developing within the Irish hospitality industry as a direct result of our exclusion from those talks at that time. All right, well, thank you very much for joining us this morning. That's Martin O'Rourke, who represents hotel workers for SIP2. Um, I just want to go to yourself, Johnny, very finely then, in, in terms of what might happen now. Uh, lots of calls from, from our listeners, at least, for everyone who was an office holder at that, at that event to resign. Do you think that's likely to happen? Should it happen? Would it help? 
I think it's, it, 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 you know, it might satisfy uh, some of the bloodlust that's out there, the understandable bloodlust. I don't think it'll change. There's something radically wrong in a system that allowed the event to be organised and, and had enough arrogance to think it was OK to, to hold it at that particular time. I think as well, though, what you're probably going to see in the coming weeks is a government that's going to try to step back, maybe a meeting of the three party leaders, as, as Fiannan says, to try to say we're going to stop this uh, sniping and we're going to appoint somebody to run communications within or among the three uh, parties. And we're going to have a lot of talk like that about, you know, a new start for the government, etc., etc. But I think for the public, that's going to seem like an awful lot of hogwash. Um, they were given a job to do. They were fairly clear on the job that had to be done, and they just have been all over the place. And there's there's a lack of control uh, within the government that I don't think will be appeased by simply looking at their communications and trying to get along a little bit better. Okay, and final word to yourself, Fiona. You're saying this government's survival depends on the opening of the schools? Well, your, your first 100 days in office is your most important because that's when you have your, your strongest mandate and your ability to to change the manner in, in which things are being done. They're now 60 days uh, in, so they're, they're three-fifths of the way, and all we are seeing is that they're constantly re- returning uh, back to, to square one. So it does fall upon the Taoiseach, the Tánaiste and future Taoiseach, and the Green Party uh, leader as Junior Coalition partner to, to step up to, to the plate here. At the very least, one could expect that Michal Martin will come out with a quite forceful statement today to state exactly what is the government's position, both in terms of their view of this event, what has been happening over the past week, and also where exactly do we stand going into this weekend in terms of what can ordinary members of the public do and not do and put an end to any confusion in that regard. All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining me this morning. That's Fiona Sheehan, Ireland Editor with Independent News and Media, and also Johnny Fallon, PR Executive with Car Communications. We'll be back after this. Today with